Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, hello, 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 and good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night is because there are people all over the world now listening to this program. Thank you very much in at least 20 different countries. And we are so privileged that people are sending us information, messages, and asking questions about our program. So thanks to Ron from Podcast City. We are able to podcast our show and it goes live on Radio Italia Uno every Monday afternoon from 2 till 3 and obviously on our Facebook, Happy Business Radio, you can listen to the podcast and and it's great. (laughs) I had some chap ring me from Melbourne the other day and he said because of lockdown and all the rest of it, he's been staying home, working from home and he's been listening to our show and he was saying how great it was and he said exactly the same thing as what you said, Ron. His boss and a couple of other people he works with has been saying the same thing to him for a, a long time and he said, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. And then he was home He must have been in that state of what they call when people hypnotize somebody or a trance because he heard the podcast and it penny dropped. (laughs) He said, that's what it is. got to do that. And so he flicked back to the beginning of the program and listened to it. And then he said he immediately rang a couple of his mates and said, you got to listen to this because this is what. And they said, that's what we've been trying to tell you. But so, we're sure it's the we're sure it's because he wasn't in a trance because we were so boring, right? No, no, no. Okay, good. We, Just but it was it was part of that, you know, because <laughs> you can bore people to death, you know. Yeah, especially when I'm speaking. Yeah, I understand. but no, the good thing is that the same thing as what Ron said and a couple of other people have told me the same thing. They've listened to the podcast and all of a sudden the penny dropped and they said yes, and it was something that somebody else said. And like I always say, you know, we are only as good as our guests, you know, and we are lucky that we have some fantastic guests. And today we've got another great guest that we had a few weeks ago or a week or so ago, and we've invited him back because we wanted to talk about a different topic altogether. And of course, Matt is with us this morning as well. So welcome again, Matt. Hello. Yep. And our special guest today is Jamie Ramzan, who was in last week talking about a play and a show that they're doing and putting together with Scott Stuns. And he's a magician, also a great musician. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But the other thing I'd like to say was here at Radio Italia Uno, which is a community-based station, we need your help because we need donations to keep the show going. We need donations to keep the show on air, the radio station itself on air. So if you can help by donating, please call the studio. The studio number is 82123599 or the office, which is 82 82- one two three one seven seven drop in and see us here at 265 sturt street adelaide or just look it up radio italia uno you're more than welcome to come here we've got some great coffee and of course our website on radio italia uno radio uno.com.au and help us by donating help us by every week anybody who donates uh, online on the call we put their names in a barrel we roll the barrel we pull out a prize and you get some fantastic prizes so every week it doesn't matter whether you give $50 or 500 your name goes into the barrel 
and it can be as low as five or ten dollars you know we we're not fussy we just really need to keep the show going the radio station itself is looking for your help and we will do the best to keep you entertained so thank you for supporting us and we support you and like i keep saying please support our sponsors the people that support us need your support so thank you now of course last time we had jamie on we talked about a show and a concert that they're putting on and uh, that was great because we like to promote people doing business and there are so many different types of businesses now at the moment jamie runs his own business and he does a whole lot of other things as well but we want to talk about bullying and bullying takes a lot of different forms doesn't it jamie oh absolutely absolutely there's lots of different ways there's physical verbal the internet has made it a lot worse for uh, people to be able to get online and say what they want, and it's it's it affects harassing people. It yeah. affects not just young people, but literally everyone. Yep, yep. The other thing Matt was talking about this some time ago as well, and we were we were talking with other guests that we've had on here, how they've been bullied at work, they've been bullied, you know, like leadership, and and weren't taking advantage of their skills, you know, and ignoring them and that sort of stuff. That also puts a lot of weight on people's self esteem. Absolutely. And, and because it affects their self-esteem, at work it affects their productivity. It's yeah. as simple as that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Now, tell us, like, you come from a, a background which is a, a mixed yep. racial background. So you're, you're part Indian from Fiji and part Australian Aboriginal. So you've got a very good cultural background. <laughs> and how, how was it for you as a child? That's um, where it all started, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I, you know, it was always an easy uh, thing for kids to call me names in the schoolyard, but I also grew up in a very multicultural neighbourhood as well, mm-hmm. uh, west side of Adelaide. So a lot of Serbians, Croatians, Italians, Greeks. Yep. But, you know, someone doesn't like you, they're going to pick on the first thing that they can see about you because yep. that's usually the, the easiest. It wasn't too bad. Primary school years, high school years, it got harder. I'd also moved around quite a lot mm-hmm. uh, as a kid, and that's when it, bullying really started because I was a very introverted kid was very a very shy kid Mm -hmm. um and that's the target yes instant target yeah isn't that a pity that people pick on any person who's like that or or a bit shy there's something wrong with you if you don't speak up there's something wrong with you well that that's it anyone that's introverted you go up to and slap him in the face they're not going to do anything yeah they're too shy too scared too intimidated to say stop what are you doing i i do want to say though Looking at you now, Jamie, you remind <laughs> me of my nephew when you tell me that story. His name is Jacob, and he had some, uh, some developmental issues, you know. I mean, he had epilepsy when he was very little, and it, it gave him a couple learning disabilities. And he uh, got picked on a lot, and I visit him. I go back to the U.S. every, usually two times a year, maybe three, you know, in a bad year one. And I saw him one time, and I said, how's it going? Because, you know, we talk about him getting bullied and stuff. And he goes, no, nah, they don't pick on me at school anymore. And I go, oh. And I, I, <laughs> I said, why not? And he looked at me like I was the dumbest guy that he'd ever seen. And he said, because I got big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he's, uh, he's uh, I, I think his sophomore year in high school, he's already 6'2 and weighed wow. over 100 kilograms. So <laughs> I think he's 110. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, because I got big. Size factor. The thing is, unfortunately, bullies don't grow up. Mm. Bullies themselves just grow bigger. Mm. <laughs> I was talking to somebody only a few weeks ago. That's why I said it was important to bring you on the, the show. I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago about bullying and how at their work situation they were getting bullied in a very big way. And it wasn't until somebody else said, why do you let them bully you? You know, why do you let him bully you? Why do you let her bully you? 
And she said, well, that's what it is. Look, and they had been bullied, like when I spoke yeah. to them, and they'd been bullied literally all their lives. So yeah. they just come to accept it. It's conditioned. They were conditioned. Yeah, they that. were conditioned to it. You know, it's like women at home or women in, in relationships who are in bad relationships uh, from relationships. one to another yeah. to another. That's, that's a situation that we want to talk about because that happens at work. These people Absolutely. are not as productive as they could be. You know, they're not working to their fullest potential. If you've got somebody who's a boss and you've got somebody like Ron who's a happy chappy, you love to go to work. You, you love to go and see him. You work with him and say, great, terrific. You know, Matt is always cheerful, always coming up with a joke. And But, <laughs> but you know, like... Everybody picks in the fat kid. Thanks a lot, Peter. He's bullying and, and me and because I'm, I'm, bully, he's he's bullying me I'm yeah. big boned. Yeah. No, I never said anything about that. But what I'm saying is in a, in a jest or whatever, people say, oh, yeah, great, terrific. We... In Australia, especially, we pick on our mates, you know, yeah. and, and well, in a fun way. Yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing is, and maybe this is insensitive for me to say, so you guys will have to comment, but it's different now. I thought the whole purpose of going to school was to get beat up. <laughs> you know, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, I thought you'd, I, I, you know, people say, oh, you're supposed to learn stuff. I was like, no, I think I do that at the kitchen table with my mom standing over me saying, do your homework, do your homework, do your homework. Yeah. I thought I went to school just to get beat up. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, thicker skin. Yeah, I, I, it's, you know, I guess it's it's good now, but well, I, I hate to well, sound like my grandpa or something, but the best solution with the bully is to stand up to him. I, I mean, so. and, and, and they've done research. I mean, this goes all the way, and this sounds maybe a little bit too off the beaten path, but even in, in I have a degree in biology, but even in, in um, the, the animal kingdom, and we are mm -hmm. glorified animals, you know, a predator expects his prey to act in a certain way. Yeah. Like if you if you hit a great white shark in the nose when they're circling you about to attack, they freak out and leave. Same with a lion or something because they expect everybody to be afraid. And when somebody stands up to them, they just have no clue what to do. Yeah. Uh, look, mm. I, I, I've dealt with a, um, a lot of kids. I teach anti-bullying at schools for a company, but also, you know, I do my own teaching for frontline workers and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's, it is difficult though. It's not always as easy as that, especially like if we go back to the employment situation, yep. if someone's being intimidated in their workplace, often enough, people are too scared to say anything or become yep. assertive because they go, I'm going to lose my job. Yeah, like, but well, that's what I'm saying, that somebody else saw something happening and said something. Right. The other day, I, I was at a company that asked me to go in and talk to their staff and on a general morale issue. It was a morale issue. So I said, okay. So, but when I went there, I asked the boss a couple of questions and I said, look, okay, what, why is this? What's that? What's that? What's that? And then they said, I oh, talked to human resources because they know what it's all about. Or oh, this lady here, she's in charge of that area. So when I talked to her, she told me a totally different story. Of course. Totally different story. It was like, is this the same firm? Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, and it was interesting when I actually talked to a couple of the people in the in the lunchroom or the you know the, around the coffee machine. They were sitting down or they were you know, making coffee. That and I just asked them a couple of mm. non-relatable questions. You know, like the way you do, and they were talking about issues that had come up again and again and again. Mm. And I thought, wow, why haven't they ever addressed them? Mm. If the same thing keeps happening yeah why don't somebody address it and that was part of the bullying the self-doubt mm. the self-esteem and like you said afraid of losing yeah, their but, job but you know that's the other thing as well if they're afraid of losing their job they don't feel like they've got enough confidence to go and, get another job exactly so just well it's it's all to do with their own self-esteem right. and their own anxieties mm. you know so this is a whole program on itself you know but we yeah. need to talk about that and what we'll do we'll take a break shortly but i want to yeah. ask you about what you're doing now as yep. far as 
helping people with self-esteem and, and you, you were training people and you yourself yep. do martial arts, yep. right? Yep. And you've also gone into self-defense for people at schools and... Yeah, you, yeah. And it's, you, look, it's a whole range of things, but I, I guess if I had to give an overall view of it, it's, it's really getting people to become more assertive, mm-hmm. to understand how to be assertive, be more aware and have strategies to deal with things as well as physical techniques in case things escalate because sometimes they do. And the funny thing about it is being assertive doesn't mean raising your voice and that's shouting right. at people because that's what most people understand, Yeah, being assertive. Not, oh, why are you shouting at me? Yeah. Don't you shout at me. You know, yeah. that's not necessarily being assertive. You can be assertive in a very nice, calm way and just say, Absolutely. no, this is the way it's got to be done. The the, um, the definition of assertiveness is to put across your point of view forcefully. I think forcefully is a uh, again misunderstood word, but <laughs> it's it, it you really do have to stand your ground. You don't have to point a gun at somebody. You don't have to point a gun <laughs> yeah, at someone. That's right. But, and and the fact is, forcefully is like using a cannon to shoot a rabbit. <laughs> Look, right. we'll take a break and we'll come straight back after these commercial breaks. Thank you very much and thanks for listening. <laughs> Junior e Radioton. Vuoi sostenere anche tu la tua radio del cuore? È semplicissimo. Telefona durante tutto il mese di giugno in ufficio 8212-3177. Oppure in studio all'8212-3599 per donare con la vostra carta di credito. Puoi anche donare sul nostro sito internet www.italia1.com.au Altrimenti passa il radio per un caffè. Il Radioton si concluderà con una cena al Molfetta Club ricca di musica e intrattenimento. Costo 55 dollari a persona. Sabato 3 luglio dalle 18.30. Prenotatevi chiamando all'ufficio di Radio Italia 1 3177 Oppure con Angela 0401 598 448 Con Luciana 0421 333 123 Con Fina 0418 812 839 Sostenete la vostra radio del cuore Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250-gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100.
Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 Yes, thank you. Thank you, Matt. And thank you to all our listeners for listening to Radio Italia Uno and, of course, Happy Business. Happy Business Radio can also be heard on our podcast on uh, Facebook at Happy Business Radio. Thanks to Ron from Podcast City. So if anybody out there is listening and wants to podcast get in touch with Ron. He's more than happy to help you. Just ring us here at the studio. And please support the people who support our station. And of course, like I was saying, this month of June, we have a radiothon. And if anybody would like to donate, please come past, have a coffee with us at uh, 265 Sturt Street, Adelaide. We have some very good coffee and uh, we have some very friendly people here. We've got some grumpy ones as well, but we're working on those. (laughs) No, but look, please uh, donate and help us out. Thank you. Now, Jamie, we wanted to talk about what you were saying before, how as a kid you used to get bullied and Matt mentioned, you know, in America he, he used to get bullied. I know that I came from overseas and come to Australia and I used to get bullied a lot. And it wasn't until I literally had learnt how to play sports and became better at sports and then all of a sudden uh, people started to respect a little bit more but then I started learning boxing right and because I learned boxing and I was becoming I was able to defend myself all of a sudden people stopped picking on me and I just got better and better and better you know because of of that that helped me so what made you go into martial arts martial arts yeah same thing getting belted yeah (laughs) and I went I need to do something so I can punch someone in the throat properly and so yeah it started for but that really did like it did help my self-esteem it helped my confidence when you walk around and you go oh no I'm learning to do this now it's yeah it's helping me I'm seeing benefits physically it does do wonders for you to go out and and do some training I mean just getting out and doing anything especially for people that are introverted that go oh you know they're shy have low self-esteem it's hard to break out of that shell yes until you're doing something and see that you're able to achieve at it. Because most of the time, people are just going, you're no good at that. You're too quiet. Yep. You don't do anything. Yep. So it's it's really hard to break that cycle. But for, for me, self-defense has not just helped me. I've seen hun- I've met hundreds of martial artists that have come from the exact same place. <laughs> they did martial arts because of bullying or because they needed to grow more as people. Mm-hmm. And the benefits are, are just amazing. Like just yesterday, I was seconding for a bunch of... Muay Thai fighters from our gym. That's right. That's it was right. amazing. Got one win out of four. Oh, that's But cool. the boys were there just to, to be in it. But look, it, it was such a good community. And that's the other thing about self-defense. You get an amazing community. Mm. You have a good gym. It's like a family. Yes. yes. That's the second family. Well, the, the thing is that I noticed that as I improved, right, as I improved, at first, like you said, I'm going to learn to fight so I can beat these guys, yeah. you know, or stop them from bashing me up at least, self-defense, you know. 
But what happened was the more I learnt and there was a certain culture, a certain ethics about it, you know, you don't pick on anybody weaker than you and you fight within your age group or you fight within your weight group or your division or whatever, you know, so you wouldn't go and pick on somebody bigger than you and you wouldn't pick on somebody smaller than you. And you learn that as part of the philosophy. And I know that martial arts and a lot of the martial arts have a certain culture, have a certain ethics about it and and they they do that. And a a grandmaster would not pick on a a beginner, you know. Again, into... Bullying and intimidation runs in every single circle that you can possibly think of. There's always going to be someone who wants to stand over someone else. And and that's, again, it. there are still students that get have problems with their own self-esteem. They've gone to self-defense to try and break out of it, and they've got someone that's still standing over it. It's a higher rank or the instructor themselves. But, yeah, I mean, with self-esteem, coming back to what Matt was saying as well, being able to stand up for yourself, it's you have to find that confidence first to, to start saying you need to stop. So that that was actually my question was, in your opinion, where does it all begin? So to solve the problem, basically the focus should be on building up the individual's confidence. Would you Absolutely. agree with that statement? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Without that, the person's not going to push forward in anything. I mean, I you know, I've been performing guitar I've, I've been a professional guitarist for so long now, but being able to get up on stage I didn't have that confidence when I started out. I, mm-hmm. again, introverted kid, sat in my room playing guitar all day. I actually learned to fake it. Mm-hmm. I faked it really well. And people were like, oh, man, you look fantastic up on stage. Like, yep, you have no idea how much I'm dying inside right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that fake confidence eventually becomes a confidence because when you see the outcome of you standing up, opening your mouth, mm-hmm. which is the most simplest thing that people really need to just do. Be assertive, yeah. open your mouth, say yeah. what you're thinking. And, you know, well, don't be weird Well, the thing is there it. are some people that are... Um, over the top. They are. I mean, I was I was one of these that I compensated for a long time by being shy, yep. right, being shy. Then I got to a certain age, and I was about 10 or 12, probably about 12 and, and up from there. I realised that being shy wasn't serving me and people were still picking on me. So I started to, at that stage, I was at a different school, mm. right? I was at a different school, and I was very active and became more sporting, more uh, winning medals and, and that sort of stuff. So all of a sudden, I picked up a lot more self-confidence and I started talking a lot. Yep. And then I got a reputation of talking too much. <laughs> but, and it never stopped. <laughs> and it never will. But the point is that what it did do, it gave me a certain sense of self-esteem. It wasn't the true, proper self-esteem, but it, it, it helped me at that time, yes. right? And it, it made me realise that I'm not as bad as people thought I was. I was very dyslexic. I was very – I couldn't speak. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. You know, it was a brand-new language to me. You know, I came from Europe. I, I came from Italy. I couldn't, I couldn't speak English until I was 10 or 12. I started that age because when I first came here, I was a bit younger, but we spoke Italian all the time. Yep. And all I saw was Italian people and other sort of people around me that spoke their own languages. So I didn't really speak English that very much. And that would and, have been a challenge because you've got a language barrier to break and yeah. it makes you very nervous going out and having to interact in a different community where you've got to learn that language. Yeah, well, that's what I had, a problem with dyslexia and a problem with reading and writing. And people thought I was dumb because, you know, they did tell me all the time, oh, you can't even spell, you can't even speak, you can't even do that. And I said, no, I can't. But but when it came to maths and English and science and, and all those geography and history, I was very good with facts and figures, you know, but I wasn't good at writing it. And I remember even at high school, I failed a science exam and... 
then the senior master of the science class said, from now on, he said, this is a science exam. It's not an English exam. And I remember at assembly, he was saying, just because you can't spell philodomite, <laughs> it doesn't mean we're going to mark you down. Yep. He said, so if you put metabolic something or other, or yep. you know, the word philodomite or whatever it is, yep. and you put it there phonetically or something that looks like it, we're going to mark you oh, as a, you know what yep. it is, not yep. that you can't spell it. Yep. So I went from a six, or 50 to 60 mark to 90%, yeah. right? I know I got, I remember one particular time I got 95 point something or other, you know. I got a distinction in my science exams because of the fact is I couldn't spell it, but I knew what it was. <laughs> and the same thing happened in my geography. I couldn't spell the names of the cities, but I knew what they were, where they were and all the rest yeah. of it. And and all of a sudden my marks, like I said, were yeah. from a you know 50 to 60% to an 80 plus percent. And I actually moved up a grade or a class from a low level class to a higher A grade class. So what was your strategy that you used? No, to, I just to, learned to speak English. Just learned to speak. I just learned to speak English. <laughs> you learned English. to speak more and that was your strategy. I learned to speak more and I learned to say the word I couldn't spell it, but I could say it. So I wrote them phonetically. And the teacher could see that that word was what it's meant to be, just because I didn't spell it correctly. But that gave me confidence. You know, when you get grades of 50% and then they go up to 80%, all of a sudden you think, wow, I'm not as dumb as they said I was. Absolutely. But it's being able to find that strategy first that's going to work. Well, then as I was learning to do boxing and and becoming more self-defense, my self-esteem rose. But then I found that I didn't have to. I never picked on anybody. Mm. I didn't have to because I say, hey, yeah. stop it. I know. I don't want to attack you because I'll knock your head off. Yeah. So, you know, I've never, ever mm. gone looking for a fight. Mm. But on the other hand, <laughs> I've never backed off one either. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, I mean, I know, you know, physical activities for some people that, you know, they just don't want to get out and do it. They don't feel like they're physically capable. Self-defense is one. You know, there are a lot of people that are very passive, but they'd still like to find confidence. So... It's finding other strategies. One strategy that I suggest for a lot of the young people that I work with um, in becoming more assertive, just being able to speak up more, is Mm -hmm. think of your favourite actor. Think of your favourite character Mm -hmm. that you would see in a movie. And, you know, it's all a thing. Obviously, find a character that's very confident in themselves and Mm -hmm. then... Copy that character. Yes. Go out and copy how, how you think they would act. In, in that in a, situation. That's that situation. Right. That's a, a trick or a, a, one of the tools we use in hypnosis as well. When okay. we're doing hypnosis, we say to people with uh, low self-esteem, well, who would you act like? Who's your character? Mm-hmm. Who's thing? So they quickly jump to their favourite Batman, Superman, yeah. uh, this superhero, that superhero, and then they start making the moves. Yeah. You know, and then I know my wife is a clinical hypnotherapist, Dana. And she's been working also recently with productivity of people, but also with children and sports people, performance. And she's got one particular young man who's the junior champion of motocross in in South Australia. And coming to her, she's got people from as far away as Mount Gambia bringing their children up to Adelaide so that she can talk to them about sports performance and that sort of thing. People two years ago, this guy started doing some bike riding, um, motocross riding and the rest of it, and, and, and really started competing. Before that, he's been riding for a long time, but he hasn't been really competitive. Then he became more and more competitive. As his self-esteem grew, mm. he's become more aggressive in the way he rides. Yep. 
right? Now, not aggressive as anger or rest of it, but the way he takes the yeah. corners, the way yeah, he, no, no. he moves, you know, and, and he can now beat people that two years ago and a year, yeah. as far as a, even less than a year ago yeah. were two and three steps in front of him. He's gone leaps and bounds simply by doing some coaching and some performance enhancement skills. And seeing that he's capable of doing it. And it goes yeah, back to what yeah, you said yeah. with people and that's in, in a workplace. In yeah. a workplace, you know, happy workers are productive workers. But well, if they're feeling like they're being you know, under thumb, someone's deteriorating on their toes all the time. Always looking behind their back yeah. to see who's looking or afraid of the foreman yeah. or afraid of the boss or wondering that they're not going to perform, you know. Yeah. And, and if you're wondering about performing, you don't perform. And like you said, when you're on stage... And you're performing either as a as a musician mm. or a magician, you just do your show, yeah. And the audience gives you applause. You just do it better. But you're you've been doing it for so long now that even if the audience is not uh, responding straight away, you perform in such a way that you know how to drag them in. Well, that's right, yeah. And if they do walk or they didn't like it, I see them out in the alley and I beat them up with myself. To <laughs> so that's great. That's what what yeah. I, what I'm hearing is kind of in line with my philosophy is as far as being bullied and we're not trying to victim shame here or whatever, but the people need to take personal responsibility. Just like, just like I did, you know, I, I was an asthmatic weakling. So I trained myself out of it and went to nationals and swimming and got on the boxing team and went to military university and all that. And Peter did his boxing, you did his martial arts. So they need to take personal responsibility and solve the problem. Now, I guess I'm a little bit, I don't want to say torn or confused or whatever on the, the all the anti-bullying campaigns. Where do we draw the line between them taking personal responsibility themselves, you know, the person yeah. that's getting bullied and making them too soft, I guess. I guess I'm just being I blunt. Know, I mean, I all this, I'm, I'm glad you know, you all, all this, you know, oh, you're a victim, yeah, uh, but, but I don't see, I think, I think good intentions can often hurt people more than helping gotta, them help themselves solve the problem. We've got to come back and so talk like, about participation yeah, I'd like to talk about that <laughs> yeah. part next because yeah, I think absolutely. that's very key. We're going to take a break bad. now, and but we'll come back about... And, uh, one of the points, Matt, that you've raised that I was, I've got here in my mind to talk about was participation medals and stuff like that in no sports days, no competitive sports, no... And yet we want people to go to the Olympics. And I'll talk about the tennis that just last night, you know, the French Open, the guy there says, I don't want to stop until I have my hands on the trophy. Yeah. The other guy is saying, I wanted to be in the finish. Yeah. I wanted to be in the finals. And, and we'll come back to that because it's a very, very interesting point. Thank you very much. Yo. Ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite. Marble. Caesar Stone. Unique Stone. Granito, Marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone benchtops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, que stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. 
Lo sapevi che l'82% delle persone richiama più facilmente il nome di un'azienda vedendolo scritto su carta che in una pubblicità sui social media? Continua a valorizzare i metodi più tradizionali, toccare e tenere nelle proprie mani biglietti da visita, calendari promozionali, cataloghi. Maria Studio Printing è il tuo partner creativo di stampa e di marketing ideale. Si occupano di graphic design, sviluppo web, gestione di stampa, routing CNC e 3D carving, fotografia commerciale e riprese, offrendo consegne nello stesso giorno o entro tre giorni lavorativi. Maria Studio Printing può portare alla luce i tuoi progetti e crescere la tua impresa è facile. Per saperne di più, chiama l'8352-1268. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate. Your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts. Plus, report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 to 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Radio Italia Uno, sito internet www.italiauno.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia 1 Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley and you're listening to Happy Business with Peter Salerno. Yes, thank you, Matt. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners all over the world. Thank you for listening to us in your countries and thank you for listening to us on uh, Happy Business Radio, on Facebook and, uh, of course, on Radio Italia Uno here in Adelaide. Now, of course, this month, like I said, the month of June, We are doing a radiothon, so we're a community radio here and we need your support. So if you love what you're listening to and we'd love bringing it for you, just support us, give us a few dollars, you know, 10, 20, 30, 100, 5,000, whatever you want to give, we'll take it. <laughs> no, we're Italian, we'll take whatever you give us. But basically you can come to the radio station at 265 Sturt Street, Adelaide, or just ring in to the radio station, 8212-3177. Everybody that rings in comes in or put will put their name in a barrel every week. So every week, even if you donate $10 for every week, your name goes into the barrel. We've got some fantastic prizes. Every Friday we do a draw and we announce the winners every Friday during the month. So thank you. Now, we've got, of course, Jamie's in the studio with us now, Jamie Ramjan. And Jamie has been talking about bullying. We've been talking about, as children, how people get bullied. We've been talking about bullying at work. We've been talking about self-defense and self-esteem. And once you build up your self-esteem, a lot of that stuff just melts away. And this is what's really, really important. Matt has been mentioning how when he was a child, he had been bullied. I was bullied because I came from Europe and couldn't read or write and speak the language. And of course, as soon as I learned to speak, as soon as I became stronger, myself, more self-assured, more self-esteem. Then I learned martial arts like some people have done. I learned boxing. Other people become better at sports and all of a sudden become better. But there's one question that we talked about during the break in the studio here was about people are just getting weaker and weaker. And unfortunately, we're modelly coddling our children yes. and not helping them. I don't think it is. And everybody was saying, and, and unfortunately, if we say what we really feel like saying, we're going to be blamed for accused of something or, you know, being ridiculous. I think the idea that people have now is we can stop bullying 
by getting onto it early, raising everyone to be more sensitive, and that would mean less bullies. Unfortunately, the reality is there's always going to be someone that wants to intimidate someone else. Yes. And you're just making more targets for people that are already bullies. Well, the fact is that they're at schools, they don't have sports days anymore or they don't have competitive sports days anymore. No. They just run and then yeah. somebody gets a, a participation medal. Now, we are having the Olympics this year. And now, the, the thing is, we're already planning the next one and the one after that, you know, and there's companies and world organisations trying to get the, the next one after that, you know, and they're... How can we get a sports person going to the Olympics if we don't have competitive sports? And, of course, you can't just have participation. But the big thing, and I'll tell you, last night the tennis finished in, in the Rowan Gatters in um, France, the clay championship. And what had happened was the guy who won said he was losing all the way through until right at the end he, he ended up coming you know, and in front. But he said... He's got a picture in his head that he doesn't want to stop until his hands are on the trophy. Where the other guy was saying, I was playing for my country and I was playing to be in the finals. You know, I was just and, happy to be here. Yeah. And, 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 and the fact is, I remember I was working with a group of coaches and trainers and we were working with a, a Paralympic team here from Adelaide, one of the Paralympic guys from Adelaide, who was going to the Olympics he wanted to go to the Olympics so he trained really really hard really really well to go to the Olympics when I started talking to him with the group that we were working with I said to him well what are you going for he said I just want to go to the Olympics I just want to go to Olympics I said well what's the goal going to Olympics and I actually said to him it's not about going to the Olympics I said what about about winning a gold medal oh yeah but that wasn't his goal he wasn't specific enough just that little bit made a difference when he started changing to not just go to the olympics but he changed to say i want a medal i want a gold medal i want the gold medal and we said to him do you think you can get it yeah yeah all my times have been great all my workouts have been good there's no reason why i shouldn't get a gold medal when he changed and it was only a few months honest to god it was only a few months before he went to the olympics that he changed from wanting to be in the Olympics to actually wanting a gold medal, he ended up beating all the other Australians and he became the number one in Australia. So that's why he represented us in, in the Olympics. But then he came home with a gold, uh, sorry, a silver medal. Well, he, the, and he wouldn't have had that. He would have gone to the Olympics, but he wouldn't have gone with a silver medal. Look, wouldn't have come home with a silver medal. It always comes back to what Matt was saying is taking responsibility for yourself. If you are just getting handed a medal just for turning up, you're not taking responsibility on yourself to find your confidence, to be doing better for yourself. And it's doing the person a disservice, in my opinion. Any, okay. Anybody that does, uh, it, it, you know, likes to garden knows that if you pamper the plant, water it, uh, just water it, uh, use all the fertilizer, a lot of times the plant will grow up weaker yeah. than if you just, you know, give it some care, but let it grow on its own. So I, I just think that we've got to f navigate the line between being supportive and model coddling. There, there's going to be a lot of people that don't like hearing this, but there's yeah. a, the, the, this is a snowflake <laughs> generation. Yeah. Like I find so many people 
that is they're so it, like this you know i mean this ties in with the intimidation thing of people being able to say something and have someone go oh well i was offended with that it's like well suck it up mate mm. like, you're an adult right yeah but that, say something about it don't just go oh i didn't like how that person said that say something to the person and address it this is being assertive Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, of course, like Matt was saying, he was in the army, you know, and and, and he was talking about soldiers being in the army where the guy says, drop, do mm. 50 push-ups. But he doesn't say, drop, you do 50 push-ups. He turns to the rest of the platoon yeah. and says, right, you drop, you do 50 push-ups because he did yeah. something wrong. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's in trouble with the whole platoon. Yep. And next time, he would not do that. Correct. Right? So he takes responsibility for the whole platoon, but the whole platoon suffers because of him. Or that's where the people grow. That's where people become from raw recruits mm. to an army, go, yes, sir, choo, choo, marching and, you know, and then win whatever they win on the parade field, you know. And then, of course, they go to battle and, yeah. you know, get shot to pieces. But <laughs> the, the, the point is it's a discipline that people are missing. And you can't reach time at tables when you go to work mm. and you've got a schedule and you've never worked a schedule in your life, what does that mean? Yeah. When people have to get up and go to work at a certain time, they're always running late and they've, they've always run late, yeah. you know, and their mums and dads have never said, right, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. So there are certain disciplines that people That's need right. to have. And, and I hate to be alarmist, but the rest of the world is laughing at us, I think, in the West. I mean, Asia and China... They're, they're giving their military and their leaders assertiveness training. Here, we're giving our people, you know, making our people scared to say anything to yes. anybody anytime. Yep. And, I, and it's going to come back and bite us. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Well, it has. It has. And the fact that all our industries have gone, all our competitive industries have gone, all our factories have gone, all our manufacturing has gone because we were just not competitive enough. We didn't see that, the, you know, everything else is going overseas. We don't, you know, previously when things went overseas, we went with them and we set them up over there. But now... They're not even owned by Australian anymore. They're owned by Chinese companies, uh, uh, Indonesian companies, uh, you know, African companies or whatever. There's not much owned by Australian companies, you know. That's the big problem. So we, we have to actually stop because we're going to listen to Matt's motivational moments that he does every week for us. So we'll come back after that. So thank you very much. And Matt, over to you. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. And today I want to talk to you a little bit about becoming who you want to be. I saw an interview years and years and years ago. The subject of the interview was sitting down with the interviewer and the interviewer asked him a little bit about his relationship with the ladies when he was growing up. And he was talking about how when he was a young man, he wasn't very athletic and he was one of these guys that used to get the books knocked out of his hand when he was walking down the hallway in high school and get shoved in the locker and and, and picked on. And then one day he was about 16, 17 years old and he discovered the ladies. And he thought about it for a second and he said, man, I'd like to get me one of those. And he thought, well, what do I need to do to get a girlfriend? And he said, well, what do women like? And then he thought to himself, they like guys that are athletic. But then he said, I wasn't very athletic. I mean, here I was, the guy that gets shoved into the lockers and the books knocked out of my hand in high school. And, you know, I'm kind of skinny and scrawny and gangly, so that's not going to work. And then he thought, well, girls like guys that are smart. But he was just an average student. So then he thought, dang, that's not going to work. 
And then he thought, girls like guys that are suave and sophisticated. And he said, well, I'm not suave and sophisticated either. And then he said, well, some girls, though, aren't that smart. So maybe I could fool them into thinking I'm suave and sophisticated. So he started acting suave and sophisticated. And that person's name was Cary Grant, who was the most suave and sophisticated man that ever lived. George Clooney and Brad Pitt, please don't sue me. But both of you are a mere shadow of the suave and sophistication of Cary Grant. And I think you'll agree. So it's not really how we start out. It's how we end up that's important. And the fact of the matter is you can become whoever you want to be. And there are two kinds of people listening to this message right now. The kind of person that are like, this is the way I am. I'm never going to be able to get to where I want to be. I'm never going to do this, that, or the other thing. And then there's the kind of person that says, I can try. I can fake it till I make it, for lack of a better term. And eventually I'll get where I want to be. The question is, which one are you? At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with a Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Have you heard of podcasts? Podcasts are like having a personal radio station that people can listen to on demand about topics they are interested in. And now thanks to Podcast City, you can record your own podcast and have your own on-demand radio show. You can use our professional recording equipment at the studios of Radio Italia Uno or Podcast City can come to your location with our mobile studio. Podcast City can just record your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit, and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast startup checklist or book a time to record your podcast, call Radio Italia Uno on 8212317 or go to podcastcity.com.au. Podcast City, podcasting the easy way. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? 
chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, and thank you very much. And thank you to all our sponsors, of course. Uh, look, I keep telling you, please, please support the people that support us. So thank you very much. This month is our Radiothon. So if you can support the radio station, that would be great. We will accept any one of your donations. And, uh, you know, to keep our uh, station, Radio Italia Uno, live and active here in Adelaide and, of course, around the world in podcasts, thanks to Ron. And, of course, our special guest today has been Jamie Ramjan. Zan, is it? Zan. Zan, Ramzan. I see, I pronounce it right. Ramzan, Zan. Uh, depending what nationality you're from. <laughs> um, I, I've heard it pronounced and written every other way. You I would imagine. Sun, so I would imagine. Fine. That's right, because there's an Australian pronunciation to every name. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, it's been very interesting, Jamie, having you here because it's brought out uh, a lot of different parts about bullying, a lot of different parts about self-esteem and anxiety that is caused, right, you know. And the fact is also the fact that uh, some people don't have the right goals, you know. They they say, yes, I want to do this, but they, they just want to get to the finals. They don't want to they don't think I'm going to get a black belt, you know, or I want to just do this. I, I want a gold medal. I don't want to just go to the Olympics, you know. That that makes a difference, and it's a big, big distinction, you know. Yep. But thank you for coming in. Now, you have a website as well that you wanted to just talk about that yes, if I somebody do. wants to contact you or... Absolutely. Um, yeah, no. Well, firstly, thank you for having me on the show. This is a much broader topic. There are so many things that come off of this that would take up several shows, really. Yeah. Um, but if you're in the Adelaide area... Um, I have a business called uh, Self-Defense for Professionals. Yep. You can find me on the website, sdfpro.com.au. Now, the the initial aim of it was for frontline workers, anyone working in a customer service role, health profession, nurses, doctors, anyone that feels that they need more self-defense techniques for themselves to keep themselves safe. It's mm-hmm. not about being in a workplace and focused on a patient. This is for you if you are worried about walking to your car at night. Um, but it's not just for those people. Anyone who wants to come and do the course, it is to help you gain more confidence, teach and learn about assertiveness, become more aware. Where do you run those courses? Um, I There's a couple of places. I'll, I'm quite mobile as well. I will go out and teach people. If you, want, mm-hmm. you just want to get some physical activity, mm-hmm. we'll go down to the park with some pads and kick them around. Right. But the, it, the, do you the, have a gym that you do it in as well? I, I do have a gym, All yes. Right. What area is the gym, gym in? Uh, it is in Kilkenny. Okay. So that's good because the fact is if you want to do something, even for a a fun thing at work one day, let us know. Give me a call here at the station. uh, Send me a a message on my Facebook or whatever and we'll get in touch with Jamie and organise to do a demonstration, one lunch break or whatever, you know, or one Friday afternoon, have uh, make it a social function or whatever. It's so important because a lot of people today say that they're worried about walking to their cars or worried about going to the train or coming from the train, whatever it is, you know, and children especially, if we can encourage them as youth yep. as, as young kids it would help a lot because they their whole self-esteem a lot of anxiety would not be created and and their self-assuredness you know their self-esteem grows you know in in other areas 
that's the good thing because you don't just improve one part of your body. The whole everything mental attitude changes. You know. Well, see, I work. I actually um, work as a contractor for another company here in Adelaide called the Academy of Self Defence and Martial Arts. You can mm-hmm. find them on asdma.com.au. With that company, we go out to the schools and we teach. We teach about. 25, 30 different schools in Adelaide, mm-hmm. all age levels, all grades. And the responses that we've got from parents and teachers on mm-hmm. students that have first done that and then gone and, and maybe trained at the karate school that's connected to that, yep. the kid, it's changing kids' lives. Yes. I know I'm affecting children's lives. They're coming up to me from past years going, you know that stuff that you talked to me about, the yep. strategies, the things I could say, the things I could do, self-defense techniques have yep. all come in handy. They've made a difference to that kid's life. And teachers have gone, yeah, absolutely. That kid has now flourished, and that this that business has actually been going for the last thirty years. So he's Peter Kirkst is the man that runs that. Yep, very smart man. He's again the whole focus of that is anti bullying. My business SDF Pro is more focused on self defence and adults being able to speak up in a workplace. How do you deal with those sort of things as well if you're having problems with? So so important nowadays. Yeah, it's, it really and is. it's always been important, but today more than ever before, it's a it's an open topic. People are talking about it a bit more freely, um, and a people are realizing. Uh, and like you said, because of the fact that we're not doing competitive sports or as competitive sports at school, a lot of clubs are not having the youth come to their clubs. Most youth now spend more time on the computer than what they do outdoors yeah. and parents are sort of starting to realize that maybe they should have a bit more activities and <laughs> it's the funny thing is they're still suffering from bullying on there cyber bullying is so oh. prominent now because <laughs> you can it's easier to be a keyboard warrior it. and get away with it i mean i can't understand that i'm saying okay just don't read it you know like Oh God! I mean, you know, I, I went into politics. But for a teenager, that's tough. I mean, they True. they care so much about whatever the other people think. I Very mean, much. Look, that's Ron, Ron and I both ran for uh, members of parliament, and Ron will tell you that he got some really interesting comments. But I went to a particular rally where I was invited to speak in my area, so I thought, yeah, I went. And Ron will tell you, I got crucified, right? But then I stood up. I didn't back down. I just said, yep, I just stood up and took them. And I was doing, actually treating them like a heckler at a you know, comedy show or at a music show or whatever. And I was just heckling back at them. And all of a sudden, they shut up, yeah. you know, because all they were doing, being bullies, you know, trying to tell me that I should run politics the way they want and, you know, the, the country should be run like they want. And they weren't picking so much on the other politicians because I was a newbie, they thought they could pick on me. But bullies' goals are to look for one thing, and that is compliance. Yeah. If you are being talked to and not answering back, they're going to keep – because now you're compliant. It's the same as a bully. I, not just was I bullied, I was a bully. I became yeah. a bully because of it. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to talk about that. That's a real danger. Yeah, 100%. I mean, once you, once you become, are bullied, you can easily turn to the Sith and become a bully yourself. Unless you learn properly. And then when you learn self-defense and your self-esteem grows, you know not to. Like I said, I used to fight back all the time. When I learned to box, I realized I didn't have to fight back. People stopped picking on me all of a sudden. But look, our time is up. And until we meet again, thank you very much. Jamie, thanks for coming in. Been a pleasure. Matt, always a pleasure having you here. Thank you. Ron, thank you very much for helping us with this. And goodbye. Arrivederci. Buonanotte. Good night. And see you. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. 
on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.